Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I am joined with the one and only Joshua Tim. What's up, team? And Mrs. Elena. <laughs> hey guys. And we a short introduction today. Yeah. Yep. It's not Appreciate easy that. to come up with these creative things every time. <laughs> yeah. Guys. I think you take that burden on yourself, buddy. Well, no. The people. It's what they're listening <laughs> for. Most people, people turn what off they want. after the first 10 seconds. They're like, Josh started talking, I'm done. <laughs> oh, it's over. All right. What are we talking about? <laughs> today we're going to talk about why is it important for me to attend church? Why is it <clears> important <throat> for us to actually physically attend church? Boom. Take oh. me to church. <laughs> I knew I knew that was going to come keep out. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> and uh, it's not a great song. It's written not by Sam Smith, but by Hozier, in case you're wondering. Yep. And um, we do not endorse that song. We don't endorse Hozier either. But Hozier, if you're listening, we know you're a big views on the porch guy. Hey, <laughs> we are talking about why it matters to attend church. Yeah. Let's let's dialogue about the first question just being, what is the purpose of attending church? Like, What is the purpose of going to church? Have you ever skipped church? I have skipped church. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. How many times? Uh, not as many as Elena. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> oh man, you guys call yourself. Christians. Josh works on. He works on Sundays. He's here every single week. Yeah, you tell yourself that if it makes you feel. Yeah, better. yeah, yeah. I have David, never have missed you? a day. Have you missed church before? <laughs> yes, of course I've missed. Okay, church. why? Uh, well, we, we I think we dive into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's relevant because today more than ever, yep. everybody live streams. A lot of places have location campuses where you're going to go and you attend and you're watching a flat screen anyways. Um, mm-hmm. You are, if you're heavily involved in church already, um, you may uh, be like, man, we have so much going on. Mm-hmm. We'll just live stream it. Or our kids have, you know, sports games. It's kind of a next stage of life. Or I'm out of town and, and do I need to go to another church? If I'm, if I'm in Atlanta this weekend, do I need to go to a church then? Or like, mm-hmm. what is relevant? So I think it's more relevant than ever before. But um, And also because of podcasts and other churches, like everyone puts... A lot of churches put their messages online, so you don't even have to just listen to your own church. You could listen to any church in America, really. Totally. Because there's so many options. And let's be honest, it is a lot easier to fit more things into the day on Sunday whenever you can just live stream it. You're like, hey, we're going to meet for brunch at 1030 versus meeting at 11. If church gets out at 1030, I can just live stream it and I'm doing my hair in the bathroom. You know what I'm talking preach, about. Preach, preach, David. And, um, hey, I'm convinced, David. You've convinced me. I don't think I need to go to church. Josh, you weren't going to church in the first place. So don't, don't <laughs> first hide I became that the most screen. well-attended. I can't decide. No, I can't decide, they can't you decide on what the I throne am. of lies. And, uh, <laughs> no, but I think, I mean, anything else you'd add? About why people wouldn't yeah, want to go? Yeah, either of y'all. About why people wouldn't. I mean, yeah, let's be honest. It's a lot more convenient to yes. watch from your own home or wherever you want. We can watch from a coffee shop. You can podcast in the car. You can drive. Like you can listen. Not even when it's live. You can listen later on. It's kind of on demand. It's church on demand. Who doesn't like stuff on demand? Yeah, yeah. It's the Netflix of church. <laughs> it's the Netflix of yeah. church. You can and listen so, to four churches. Also, one day. <laughs> yeah. I'll just speak for as the woman on this podcast. No, please don't. That <laughs> it's a lot harder for us to. You guys can just kind of get out of bed, do whatever really quick and go to church. For us, it's a project, you know? Oh, it's we, a big project. We have to get ready. There's outfits involved. There's, There's hair and makeup involved. There's, oh, yeah. You know, it's not as simple it's as... It's a big choreographed event. <laughs> yeah. It's well, easier to just throw on, you know, 
my Namaste in bed shirt and uh, <laughs> yeah. throw it in a Namaste bun. Namaste in bed. <laughs> Namaste and, uh, exactly. In bed. Yes. And frankly, David, this is one of our most lost friends that we know has asked this question. If I am just going to watch a pastor on the screen, why can't I just watch the screen at home? You know, so if I'm, if I'm going to go to go watch a screen, why can't I just watch the same screen at home? Okay. So here's what I would say. Um, I think there are, uh, let's just address first high level what even church is. Because yep. I think most people don't even know that. Um, my guess is Elena doesn't even know. Um, <laughs> Why is this not <laughs> okay, well, The word I church, feel attacked. Uh, even in the Bible, uh, doesn't mean a place. It doesn't mean a, and, a, and a lot of people even know that it means people or the church is a people group. The word church was originally translated and the word ecclesia in Greek, whenever the Bible is translated, it means the gathering. It means a gathering. In other words, it, it, we use church and, and it's almost a, a shame that we, the word ecclesia was not monopolized in the first century whenever people talk and when you read the Bible and it talks about take it to the church or different things like that. That word just meant take it to the gathering or the assembly. That's mm -hmm. literally what the Greek word means. And in some ways, and when authors translated it years and years later, they, they translated it, not to get too heady, but they translated it and they took it and they just made it church versus the gathering or the assembly. That's all that it means. Similar to how the word baptism just means the washing, but we kind of say baptism and now it means something to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Church originally in the word was just the assembly of God's people, people coming together. So by definition, you can't be the church unless you are regularly a part of an assembling of God's people together. And you the, can't watch church because church isn't something that you watch. It's actually gathering. Yes, exactly. And we use church now as like another word for a message, a message. or a sermon. Yes. Yeah. Hey, fun fact. Do you know, like, dude, this was a big deal when, so there was a guy named William Tyndale who was actually put to death or was attempted and persecuted because when he translated the Bible to English, he translated the word church to assembly. And the Pope was like, dude, we do not, you are not doing that. And uh, it was a really big deal. And he, I believe he got killed for that reason, translated the assembly. But he was trying to drive home the fact that, hey, yeah. people think church is like some building or this thing they've lost. Yeah. We've made it spiritualized or religious. It's <clears throat> just meaning the assembly. So you, by definition, you can't without assembling together. Other times are like you could live stream or do that. Sure. If you're traveling out of town or if you just like, it's been a crazy week. I think that's that's a better. Uh, you're, I wouldn't I wouldn't carry guilt and shame for that, but I also wouldn't make it a habit that defines your life because you should be regularly attending and mm -hmm. gathering together with other believers. Because even if you're live streaming the teaching in, yeah, you're still gathering with other believers. It's not about you. The church is where you deploy your gifts. We say you live out the one another's of Scripture. What's a one another? It just as all the times in the Bible it says like love one another pursue one another, care for one another, forgive one another. And uh, it's where you live out those things. And there's something to corporate worship where you come together and, um, and you're, you're, you're singing the songs, you're entering into God's courts, if you will, with your heart and with others and through worship and with others. So uh, just go to church already. Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, David, can you point me to where in the Bible that informs this? Like where in the Bible would it say that I have to or should, or where, where are you pulling these from? What principles are you pulling these from out of the Bible? Yeah, there's tons of them really. But one of the mo most key ones that we'll say is that, hey, and let us consider how to stir, this comes from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. You probably heard it if you listen to the porch. But let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting, to meet together, yeah, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. In other words, 
even the author of Hebrews way back then was going, hey, some people are making a habit of not meeting together, and that shouldn't be what God's people do. You guys should be in the habit of regularly coming together and gathering together to encourage one another, to grow, to see God's word read. In Acts chapter 2, we're told that the church regularly was coming together and they would worship with one another in songs, hymns, and spiritual psalms. And they would come together and they would hear the apostles teaching and they would grow and they'd, they'd break bread and they'd share time together. And you just can't do that by yourself. You are called a living stone in the Bible. What is a stone? And First Peter, it talks about how we as the church are these living stones that are built together. A stone in and of itself is, it's just a brick. But when you put all these bricks together and they intersect and they're resting on one another and connected to one another, it, it's what you build homes and massive structures out of. The Bible says that God is building this massive structure called the church. And you are not to be disconnected and all by yourself. You're as insignificant as a brick is to the uh, enormous cathedral of God's people. It's like, wow, you could be a part of something amazing and you're so disconnected. Mm-hmm. And the other illustration that Paul gives is when you're not connected deeply to the church, you're like a part of the part of the body that's disconnected, that's not connected. And he uses like literally physical parts. He's in 1 Corinthians 12. Or f- yeah, 1 Corinthians 12, where he's like, hey, the hand, if you take a hand and you cut it off and disconnect it, it's just gross. But when it's connected to the body and it's playing its role and it's using the purpose for which a hand was created, it's adding value and everything's working together. And God says that that is really with the body of Christ. He's built this people. He's gifted all of us differently. And one of the ways that we get to use those gifts, the primary way we get to use those gifts is at the church. So I would say show up. And if you're, you're, you're like, man, I'll just live stream or listen to the message later, then go to the children's ministry and serve or go stand at the door and, uh, and welcome people in or go help park cars or bring your lost friend. Even if you're like, man, the message this week I've heard, you know, I know what they're teaching on, but I'm going to bring my, my lost neighbor and coworker because mm-hmm. I see this as an opportunity for corporate worship and for them to hear the gospel. So anything So what if add? someone's like listening to that and, and they're just thinking like, yeah, that's great. I'll probably do that eventually. Like, you know, when I'm less busy, cause I'm really busy right now, maybe I'm going to grad school. I have a job and I travel a lot for work. Like what about how, what would you say to that person who is like, Hey, I'm just going to watch online because I'm super busy. I don't have time to serve. I would say, uh, so it's or a little bit up. more nuanced of a question. Uh, if they said, I don't have time to be a part of a church, yeah. it's generally how people say that right? or a member of a church, then I would say you are living disobedient to God's commands mm-hmm. in scripture. That's really kind of what we're driving at. Right. The issue, um, I think is less and less about Uh, the bigger picture issue is, are you connected? Are you a member of a church? Are you known? Are you using your gifts to serve the body? If you're a member at Watermark, that means you're in a community group. You have to, to be a member at Watermark, you have to be in a community group and you have to serve somewhere. It can be in the city serving somewhere with, with different opportunities that we have to serve the least of these around us, or it could be serving uh, on a Sunday or it could be serving in the tons of ministries throughout the week where we see part of the ways that God grows us as individuals is by serving and gets us out of being so self-focused, selfish, self-absorbed and, and puts my eyes on other people. Cause mm-hmm. it's not about me at the end of the day. And one of the ways that I am reminded of that is by serving. And there's like life that comes when you serve mm-hmm. and um, when you use your gifts, not for yourself and you, your life is not focused on yourself. That's honestly depressing. And it doesn't yeah. sound that way on the surface, but like the most narcissistic people are generally the most depressed, right? like the most self-absorbed, like mm-hmm. it's just depressing. And, um, and so. So what if that person's like, okay, so are you saying I should quit my job? Because I can't, if I don't have enough time to serve at church, 
Because of my job, should I quit my job? I'm saying if you don't have enough time to be a member at a church because of your job, you should quit your job. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Elaine is like, I approve this message. <laughs> totally. Well, I think that's a genuine question. People, yeah, that, yeah. people can hear that and think that's absolutely crazy, crazy. because they're yeah. like, well, if I have this job, I can make a, more money and I can give my money to the church or, you know, they try to find a, a workaround. Or and someday it's like, I'm yeah. going to be able to yeah. like slow down. And, and then it's like, get, Hey, yeah. if you keep playing, playing out your life, like, Hey, someday I'll do this. Yep. It will never happen. And you'll waste your life waiting for some, yep. some future day that you will actually go all in and have what God would want for you, which is to be connected to a church. And also, that's just not a great way to live. Yes. I also don't know that uh, everyone knows what they're communicating when they say that, when they say, man, I'm just too busy to be a member at a church right now. They, they have in the most clear form, whether or not they realize I've told me, man, God actually, and what he would call me to just isn't going to take priority over other things that I think should have priority in my life being job or success or career, or all that, which are all I get. I can understand why you're like, those are things are important. But uh, when you're going, man, I just like, I think that my job is more important than what God would ultimately call me to. Um, I'm, I'm, going, Hey, you just communicated something big. Uh, when you said that, even, even though you may not realize it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, I think again, to drive it home, to be a member at a church is, is the bigger deal. So if someone's saying I'm I'm in a busy season right now and I'm traveling a lot on the weekends, so I'm live streaming in, Mm -hmm. we're not saying they should quit their job. We're saying being a member at a church candidly, let me go off into my opinion, not Josh's, not Elena's, not the porches, not watermarks. I think at watermark, the least priority of being a member is is the Sunday gathering. I think it's a it's a priority, mm-hmm. but being in a community group and serving somewhere yeah. are a much bigger priority in my perspective and my opinion mm-hmm. here of like, uh, if someone's like, uh, I'm serving during the week, I'm in a community group, I'm known, I'm living out the one another's, I'm giving radically and I'm, I'm all in with Jesus and I'm chasing him. But during this season, I am uh, I travel on Sundays because of the nature of my job like whatever that is, maybe he's a politician or who knows, people do things on weekends where mm-hmm. they have to travel and I'm live streaming in that. I, I wouldn't say that person needs to quit their job. We're saying you need to be underneath the authority of elders. Hebrews chapter 13 says that you should be living under authority of elders at a local church. So if you're not a member and you haven't gone mm-hmm. through the membership process mm-hmm. at your church, which means you're not a member, because a lot of people will say like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a member at Watermark. I'm a member at the porch. It's like, <laughs> we don't have members. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't gone through membership at your church, you're not a member. Uh, does that make sense? Or should I explain more on that? Well, I think people think that if they attend a lot, that means they're a member. Yeah. Like if they go a lot. Yes. But and that's there's not something a little bit more. There's, it's more than that. Yes. Yeah. At least in our context. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I just want to drive home and say, in case someone hears me saying, hey, if you live stream too much, you should quit your job. That's not yeah. what we're saying. We're right. saying you should be connected and plugged into a church. And also it is important to have corporate worship. And if you're like, uh, I just like what I can get out of it at home, then I would seek to take advantage of the opportunities that you could serve while you're there physically present. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's not a bad thing. And it's an amazing thing, honestly, yeah. that today in 2019, uh, technology allows us to not be physically present, but yeah. to get to be encouraged from God's word from other people. That's something I noticed this Tuesday at the porch, actually, when... I came into the room and worship was happening and I just saw so many young adults and I looked up and there were young adults like everywhere and they're all singing to God and like worshiping. And when you see other young adults doing the same thing as you, there's just something that brings your heart back to God. And I think that's a huge reason why God wants us to come together 
um, as people is to know like, hey, you're not alone in this mm-hmm. Christian walk. There's so many people who are doing exactly what you're doing, following Christ and um, serving him and just kind of struggling along the way. And you're not alone. Totally. And all the reasons why I live stream are honestly really selfish. And I miss out on some of the stuff like, like t- I, this may just be me. When, whenever worship is going on, if I'm live streaming somewhere, if, whether it's at home or I'm out of town, I'm kind of just listening to the message and I'm kind of just listening for what I can, what I can eat from the message mm-hmm. you will consume. It's just a really consumer mentality. Like yeah. I don't, uh, do y'all like worship? What do you mean? If what, the if songs are on, on, on the screen, no. I'm not like, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. When I live stream, <laughs> you honestly, so I'm <laughs> sitting on my couch, <laughs> like or even praying, it's a little weird. Like I'm like, <laughs> I think they're praying now. Ah, uh, mute. And, uh, you know, um, <laughs> or it's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You got the milk. Yeah. They're praying. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so it is really consumeristic. Maybe I'm alone in that. I don't know. No, um, totally. But I, I think that it's very just consumer focused. I'm just honestly about the message mm-hmm. and what I can consume yep. from the message. Mm-hmm. And even that is, is a flawed thinking. And I think all we're saying, the danger of live streaming is that if you have self-absorbed thinking and living and acting over time, it can lead, particularly as it relates to the church, to selfish Christianity, mm-hmm. which is not Christianity and not what God wants you to. So we're not saying that you can't ever do any of those things. We're just saying that there is a danger and God does value corporate assembly. We value that. And um, yet at the same time, more than anything, valuing being a part of a local church, because here's a crazy thing. There is a movement right now where house churches is a thing. Yeah. And that would be our version of small groups. It's like, that is church. And yeah. you could make a case that that is. Yeah. But it's more just being underneath the authority of elders, using your gifts and serving and being known. And gathering with God's people, not just by Yes. Yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. And so what, what about this question though? If that's all true, why do we have a live stream? Like, why do we live? Why do we even make it available to people? I think for people out of town. This is really heavy. That is insane. Yeah, just Everybody traveling. Because we go on a lot of vacations as Americans. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I think so. I mean, I, well, I think, I think we wrestle with, do you stream it? The porch is different because yeah. the, the porch isn't church and it is, it is a time to, uh, to share with young. It, it isn't church. So it's just streaming out the teaching and the worship and what's taking place on a Tuesday night. But wait, why is it not church if church is just gathering together with God's people? I think that is one of the greatest questions that I wrestle with all the time or conferences. When you're gathering uh-huh. together, do these same restrictions or principles that inform how we should handle church and what it should look like to operate as a church, do those inform a conference? Boom, mic drop. It's a, feels like a big question. I know. Uh, it's, okay, the, it's then why, but, but why, why is the, the porch Why is the porch it's well thought out? Like, it was asked well, articulated good. It's a great question. Yep. Why, why is the porch not? Why is it not church? Yeah, why is, por- why is the porch not church? Because we, we don't have elders. We are a ministry of a church. Okay. It's, uh, what makes a church is not, just, uh, is not just an assembly in gathering of any time, or else you could say that every assembly everywhere is, is church. Like, is a Mavs game church? It's an assembly together. But the biblical model would be that there's elders, they perform the sacraments. So that's a place where you can go through and take communion and where you're coming together underneath the authority of elders and you're gathering together with God's people. Yeah. And so there's, there's certain things that make something the assembly of God's people. So the porch doesn't have those. We sit underneath the authority of elders. Yeah. I'm not an elder and I'm not responsible. Ultimately, an elder is someone who's responsible for the care of your soul. That's what the Bible says. That they're going to give an account for your soul. 
And if you don't have a church that you're a part of, you got nobody who's giving an account yep. for you. So could you give me like real quick, I've heard you say, man, be under the authority of the elders. And that's, that's why uh, the porch isn't church. But can you tell me why that's important? Like, what is it like for all of my friends listening? Like, man, he keeps saying, Hey, it's important for me to be under the authority of the elders. Like, am I just like wanting to go adopt new authority in my life? That doesn't sound like something I always want to do. Can you tell me why is, why is it important? And what does the Bible have to say about being under authority? Uh, the Bible says, <clears throat> I mean, why it's important is because the Bible says mm-hmm. you should be underneath the authority of the elders because they are the ones who oversee and go give an account. They keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. That's what Hebrews chapter 13, verse seven. And then later in 17, it says, so that's what I mean. You don't have anyone. God has created a, a structure and an organization to that structure called the church. And part of the organization, and I mean that I'm using that word intentionally, part of his organizing structure that he's put in place is that elders would be men with specific characteristics and qualities in first Timothy chapter two, it lays out. And, um, no, first Timothy chapter three. Uh, got it. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Got to read Didn't help Bible. you out. That was a test. And he's <laughs> laid out the different qualities in, in Titus and in first Timothy of what elders should have. And those men are the ones who will give an account before God, which is a terrifying thing for your souls. And so that's why there's an authority, there's care and correction that comes there. That if I go off the deep end, the elders are coming after me as a form of care. If I if I don't treat my wife in a way that aligns with God's word, they're going to move in to care for me. If my community can't do it anymore and and I just kind of run off the rails, they're, they're going to, because they love and care about me as one of the members here and underneath their authority, they're going to move towards and um, practice church discipline, things like that. Church discipline is just a word that like, hey, dude, if you go rogue, uh, we are not letting you go. We're coming after you mm-hmm. and uh, as best we can. And and then, you know, at some point you can't control what people's actions and behaviors are, but we're going to extend to care for you. And so that's, Good. does that give an answer to your question? Yeah, that's super helpful. And I just, I just was thinking, man, there might be somebody listening that might not understand why it is that they need to be under authority and like step underneath that and the importance in what the Bible has to say. Yeah. And then as it relates to the porch, like the mission of the porch is not the mission of the church. We're an extension of the mission of the overall church. So Watermark's mission and the church's mission is to make fully devoted followers of Jesus. We want to see every person out there meet Jesus and become a fully devoted follower and be discipled and equipped. And so the mission, basically we're creating content and we want to see young adults connect with Christ and then funnel them into connecting with the church, whether that's here at Watermark or at their local church, wherever that is. So we want to see them be connected to Jesus and then get connected to the church, which is the primary engine, the exclusive engine of discipleship, the Bible says that there is. So to become followers and disciples and walk with Jesus. That's good. So hopefully that's helpful. If there's any more questions that come as a result of that or anything you'd like us to cover, you can email us as always at info at the porch.live. We will see you next week on another episode of Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at the porch.